Upon this rock, we'll build our church. We didn't even say that I the did. whole time. Oh, you yeah, did? When did you say it? Pretty early. We're good. Oh, okay. Good. We're covered. We're good. There's the cold open. Woo! <laughs> To the Bruins and Bruins podcast, episode eight of season. I almost said season seven, season five. Five. That's I almost said three. Five. This is our fifth hockey season. Wow. I don't. How does that work? Didn't we start in 2020? Yeah, I guess. But it was the 19. It was the second half of the 2020 season, like right before they went out of. Yeah. Out of business. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that did happen. Um, something happened there that year. I forgot about that. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, and then from there, yeah, so this will be our fifth. That's crazy. it's wow. 2023, 2024. There you go. What do you know? What do you know? What a ride. Uh, this is going to be the most different one we've seen probably since the start of our podcast, I would say. Well, I guess from a Bruins roster standpoint, maybe not from a league-wide standpoint considering the bubble and all that shit. Yeah, but. yeah. Yeah, that's what we're here to talk about. Yeah, exactly. And some and some bruises, maybe some bruises, little bruises, little bruises, little that's David Krejci. What do you get? What do you got here? It looks good. Um, I like that so, it's black and gold. Yeah, so I had this a little while ago. I've had this three times on the podcast. Well, this will be the third time on the podcast. Um, it's called an Inclusion Dry Hopped Pale Ale. It's from uh, gluten free pale ale from. Uh, Wow, why can't I find it? Maybe inclusion is the is the thing. Oh no, uh, Groundbreaker Brewing. There you go. Um, so yeah, first time I had this on the podcast, did not like it. It was the premiere <laughs> of me trying it. Just was like a weird little citrusy kind of thing. Um, and I'm not too big of a fan of citrusy. I can do some of them, you know. But uh, second time around, I recall it being like decent. So I'm thinking third time might be the, the charm here, folks. Yep. That's actually why the Bruins are going to release Milan Lucic mid-season and then bring him back, because the third time is going to be the jar. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it really isn't too bad. It's kind of like a Glutenberg for anyone who's had those before, um, which is one of the gluten-free beers that's kind of around in places, um, a brand that's out there. Um, yeah, drinkability, I'll say, I'll go with, like, a 19. Tasteability can definitely taste it. It's a beer. It. In general, it's a beer. You can taste it more than water. We're gonna go like a like a twenty nine. There. there you go. Name a name a twenty nine. Yeah. We'll do the crosser. Yeah. Drew and I are hanging out here. Name it's a twenty nine in Bruins history. Uh, Lindholm. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> nice and easy. Isn't Lindholm twenty seven? Yeah, I think you're right. Actually, yeah, he's twenty seven. Oh, might need to edit that. Maybe he's twenty nine years old. Maybe. Yeah. There you go. This is a little it's interesting. And look, drinkability. Um, Mm, 16, but just because it's a little bitter, but I, I like that actually. It's good. Uh, tasteability. I'm going to go 30. I'm going to go, I think it's yeah. one higher. <laughs> I'm not really sure why. Name a 30 in Bruins history. Timmy Thomas. Timmy Thomas, back from the grave. Yeah. Basically, he came. He came I know, that was weird actually. Stuff. I wanted to talk about that. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a second. What if we he get came back and won a cup? I did not have that on my bingo card of <laughs> yeah. all the time for like with Bergeron and Krejci to just randomly slide in like, oh, by the way, Tim Thomas is out of his bunker and living right. in Vermont apparently. That was weird. Mm-mm. I, I yeah. mean, I was 
cool, I guess, to see him. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like I've, my opinion on him has probably changed a little bit over the last 12 years. Yeah. But seems like he's doing well, so that's good. No. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I think um, David Krejci is sort of the focus here, at least the beginning of this episode, because we have not reacted to that. By the way, Chris Gear not here. Rhymes. Um, me and Cam are live it's in, a couple in my miles apartment. Away, actually, yeah. In my apartment in Portland, Maine. So come find us. Uh, uh, well, actually, this isn't live, so you can't. Um, yeah, David Krejci. So I mean, just for me personally, it didn't hit as hard as Bergeron. Um, and I also think once Bergeron retired, it was kind of accepted that Krejci was going to retire. Um, I also think Krejci was more likely in general, even if Bergeron did return. Mm-hmm. I, I really felt like for Krejci, he came back, and that was the last hurrah for him. Bergeron, it was a question of, does he go one more year? Um, it would have been, like, it, and we'll, I think we'll talk a little bit more about the, history, uh, the, the future in the second half of this episode, but... David Krejci was always right along there at that core. Um, and I think, it, it, you know, you think about the 2011 Stanley Cup push, the huge part of that, absolutely. Him, Lucic, and Horton, that, that was that was peak. That was probably yeah. one of the, like, until we got the erection line, that was the best first line that the Bruins had had in a long, long time, time yeah. with just stacked talent in the play style. And, um, unfortunately, he didn't get a winger for a long time, a which decade. I think he he probably could have broken some franchise records if he had like a saw like he would have racked up an extra twenty twenty five assists per game, you know, for yeah. season. <laughs> Maybe at this point, you just it'd bring Wayne Gretzky back and Connor McDavid and <laughs> and There you go. All but, that poise, baby. Um, yeah, Cam, what are what are your thoughts on on David Krejci's legacy here? And, yeah, definitely. Uh, lasting, it's gonna be one of those weird ones where like he's gonna always get put, just like as the the two A guy behind Bergeron, right? Like mm-hmm. I think, even if you talk about like number retirements, like I don't know, are you gonna do it just because they had Bergeron as the face, of, you know, or or Charo or Tuca or something, you know what I mean? Like maybe Krejci gets into that conversation. We can talk about that in a little bit, yeah. but regardless, um, obviously an all time Bruin upon this rock we shall build our church forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, such a critical part of, of the team over the last decade plus. I mean, you mentioned it with the, the lack of a, a wing for pretty much a decade, more or less. Uh, to keep the Bruins as competitive as they were, they really were relying on David Krejci that entire time to essentially turn one winger into a solid second mm-hmm. line and just have whoever the hell they could put there on the other side. Yeah. Which is not an easy task, and... Uh, especially for the way Krejci played, I feel like it, it was able to work out. And he was, I mean, I, you feel like it's a cliche a lot in hockey that people talk about players who can elevate the, the players around them and their skill or talent. And that was David Krejci for sure. Mm-hmm. Anybody who stepped on the ice with him is better off because of it because he is so good at creating space, slowing down play, and just finding that open guy. Yeah. And, you know, it takes a lot to score in the NHL, but it's a lot less when you have David Krejci feeding you backdoor or something. So yeah, um, he's gonna be missed for sure. I think the the Bruins, offensively especially, I think you know obviously not quite the defensive contributor that somebody like Bergeron or Marshall well, yeah, is. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. 
and and a pretty elite playmaker. Um, and again, just that ability to control tempo and to take a game that maybe felt like it was it was you know tilted ice going against the Bruins mm-hmm. and just slow it down and and really just regain control of of everything going on in the ice. He felt like somebody that was able to just orchestrate all 10 guys on the ice at, at any point, which is, is incredible. Yeah, and I think his leadership as well, he was such a soft-spoken guy to the media and just outward and everything. Uh, he's always been that that kind of person, a little shyer it seems, but, I mean, he wore the A for so long yeah. too, and you know um, the little clips you see and stuff too behind the beat and, mm-hmm. and shit. Like he, he's talkative in that locker room. He's a leader on the ice. Like that's why he, he had that. And I don't think you see that come through as much as it did with Chara, who was captain. Obviously, yeah. whenever you're captain, the eyes are on you. But Bergeron had the eyes on him. And you got guys like Pasternak and Marshawn that are, you know, more personality, I suppose. And that's why they get the attention. But Krejci just. Uh, Almost like you know, from our perspective, like a silent leader in a way. Yeah, he um, just felt like he was like a secret weapon that the yeah. Bruins just like kind of wanted to keep sort of quiet yeah, for a decade yeah. because like if word got out, somebody could come poach him or yeah. something. But and he just carried the second line for so long. Yeah, like he did. And and after the ad break, I'll get in. Well, like I said, the future. But it's just like. You don't have that guy that can carry it on his own there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody talks about, like, well, I, you know, we'll save it. We'll save it for mm-hmm. the next few minutes. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, the, one of the things that also stuck out to me when they were doing the videos talking about him mm-hmm. is people talking about how funny he is. Like, you know, you wouldn't expect that yeah. again. But that's, that kind of shows you, like, the difference between, you know, what you see as a fan or in the media mm-hmm. versus what's really happening inside that room. I think it's incredibly clear that everybody who he's played with really respects the hell out of him. Yeah. Um, we talk about Bergeron being a constant professional. David Krejci's right there as well. Like, seems like one of those guys who has just done everything right throughout his career. Obviously, has an incredible amount of t- like talent, skill, but you know, works his ass off all the time. Skates hard, um, and obviously was earning the respect and, and admiration of his teammates off the ice as well, which is really important. I think for a guy who's going to be there and that you're going to build an organization around like they did. Um, but yeah, I feel like if if you were to summarize Krejci's Bruins career, I would I would probably call him a secret weapon. Like that was yeah. there was always eyes on on Bergeron or yeah. on Pasternak or on Nathan Horton back yeah. in the day or whoever. And David Krejci was just that silent killer on the second line, where like you know the old cliche was that the Bruins had always two first lines, and that was that was because of David Krejci, no question. Right. Um, I do have one question for you. Number retirement. Um, yeah, I was thinking about this one earlier. Um, honestly, I think I think you would have to. I, I gotta have to look at the career stats and stuff, see where he stacks up. Um, from uh, again, it's like you don't have that quite that personality that like somebody like Bergeron has to be pushing over the top. Even if I mean Bergeron's stats are obviously incredible there as well. Um, but for a guy like Krejci, who again is like, it's kind of the secret weapon. You don't think of him necessarily. As, like a lot of people across the league aren't going, oh, Berger, like the Boston Bruins, David Krejci. Like I'm not probably not the guy they think of all the time. And yet was so pivotal, or pivotal to a Stanley Cup and to ten years of of relative success compared to most of the league. Um, even if they only did grab the one Stanley Cup. Um, so I just wanted to see where he ranks here. Fifth in assists all time with 555. Yeah, only ahead of Espo behind. by two. Yeah, and then yeah, he's he's like 75 or so behind Bergeron at 613. 
Um, Check games played and goals too. I'm gonna points, say I'm points. Gonna say, yeah. He's ninth with 786. And so you think about you know Bergeron equipped a thousand. David Krejci, you think about the like amount of times he was injured, and people you know talk about him being a softer player and stuff. He got injured a lot, and maybe he was a little more fragile. And I think that's part of his like play style and stuff yeah. too. Like he is a guy that they're gonna target, especially when he was on that first line with Lucic and Horton. Mm. I think he excelled there and wasn't injured as much as you know the mentality that you have someone there to defend him. Um, but yeah, so in points he's ninth. You could go goals created. We're going to go that deep ninth. Um, plus minus. He's not on there. Wow. Not top ten. David Krejci. Goals created. Awful. Awful player, actually. In terms of number retirement, honestly, I think he's one of those guys that they'll keep in his back pocket. Their back pocket. Well, because they have they have Char and they have Bergeron. And You're going to think Tuka, about Marshawn. Tuka could be the first goaltender. Um, the only thing is the cup. I'm pretty sure every single player that's been retired, except for Terry O'Reilly. Well, they did win a cup. O'Reilly? Oh, no, I meant Tukarask. Well, Tukarask did. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But, like, um, <clears throat> and it could be, you'd see, that's one they have in their back pocket, too. But you have Char and you got Bergeron, then. Char, that's, likely that's retirement. Um, like, very, very likely. Bergeron, death, obvious, yeah. like... They'll probably do Chara first, and then they'll do Bergeron at some point. Or maybe maybe not. But then I think Krejci is one of those guys that's like five, ten years down the line if they don't really have an obvious one. And I think Marshawn could be there, especially if he finishes out his career um, here. Yeah. And like, so that's one that's going to be down the line. And also, another question for you before we maybe go to Raycon is... He's talked about how he wants to like stick with hockey. He specifically said though that coaching he couldn't do. He couldn't do what those guys do is what he had said. <sighs> so, um, if he is to eventually do that after probably taking some time off with his family and stuff, a do you think that might be in the Czech Republic or America slash Canada? And if it is around us, like what would you like to see him do? Would you like to see him try coaching? Media, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do. Think I could picture him as like interesting. A I could picture of him as like a trainer. Like he goes back to school and he's like, "Yeah, now I'm the Bruins' new trainer." <laughs> I do feel like media would be interesting just to like, because it, it does seem like there's a lot of personality there that's just been kind of like hidden away for the sake of focusing on his playing career mm-hmm. and to, to see that. And obviously, he's a guy who understands the game at a level that most people, and I would argue, players don't. Uh, the vision he has on the ice is incredible. That would translate really well to the booth. Um, but I will say, I do think that my heart tells me it would probably be in check, just yeah. from you know the fact that he went back there once. It seems like you know he's got most of his family there. Clearly a family guy. I would be a little surprised to see him stay here in the U.S. just for the sake of a job so that's not I, pro hockey. Um, scout. For the Bruins and the Czech, PJ Axelson, cool. you think of like he yeah, scouts like cool. Scandinavia for the Bruins or some that shit. That would be sweet. So I like, can see that. I could see scouting him maybe, would be dope. Um, He's the silent killer. He like yeah, maybe <laughs> secret weapon. With, he finds another secret. Maybe something within like even the Czech national team. I wouldn't be that. Surprised yeah, that too. He, it could be based there, but it'd, it'd, it'd be awesome. If, and, like that kind of thing. Yeah. It'd be awesome if it like it could somehow it someday involve the Bruins. I, mean, I could totally maybe they'll team up. Maybe like, head, like maybe PJ like he'll develop the next 
like great check star and yeah, just like yeah, fly I'll be like, hey, by the way, you guys gotta draft this kid because he's David Krejci two point And then boom, we're good. So let me call up PJ and they'll they'll work some things out there. It'll be good. Uh, all right. Uh, we have some words from DraftKings and Raycon coming up. So cue that. Hey guys, I have a cat in my lap and you might hear it purring in the background. Unless you have Raycons, which might drown out the sound with some with some great music. Even if you're not going on vacation, summer's all about a vacation state of mind. Whether I want to listen to music or this podcast, listen to this podcast on repeat. Every episode, listen to it like five times. Or just need to retreat inside my own head for a bit. You know, it, you know creating your own summer soundtracks can be done by popping in some Raycon wireless earbuds. There's so much going on all summer. Sometimes you need some upbeat music to pump you up before you see people or stay calm with some guided meditation. You know, listen to this podcast on repeat. Like I said, let me tell you right now, Raycons are the best way to listen. Use earbud tap functions to toggle between three customizable sound profile, noise isolation, and awareness mode. Raycons have 32-hour battery life, including eight hours of playtime, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. They come with custom gel tips for the most comfortable in-ear fit. They start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. And Raycons come with a 30-day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose create your own soundtrack with raycon right now thpn listeners can get 15 percent off their raycon order at buyraycon.com slash thpn that's buyraycon.com slash thpn save 15 percent on raycons buyraycon.com slash thpn New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN at just $5 and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in Kansas. Call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casinos at Charlestown Races in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 8-8-7-8-9-77-77 or visit ccpg.org 21 plus in most eligible states but age varies by jurisdiction see draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gambling resources bonus bets expire seven days after issuance one boost per eligible game opt-in required max bet fifty dollars ten plus leg wreck for 100 percent boost eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions apply terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Alright, welcome back. Thanks, Raycon DraftKings, for um, having us read those for you. For the dupes. And also helping us out as the well. The dupes. Um, so, I'm going to shift gears a little bit from the past to the present and future. The Boston Bruins, and I talked about this actually, the Hockey Podcast Network uh, had 
or has actually some episodes coming out with uh, previews of each division. I uh, represented us and talked about the Boston Bruins, which, by the way, there's another Bruins podcast on the network too. We might need to get to get to know them and have them on at some point. Um, but I I talked about how you know with Bergeron and Krejci gone now, they have not had the situation with two like. It, the number one and number two center is kind of in question. Like, you always had a guy that's, like, you for sure going to be there. One of them's going to lead the first line. One of them's going to lead the second line, whichever it may be. Um, and now, I mean, you got Charlie Coyle. You got Pavel Zaka. That's probably your two best options at center. Um, I think a lot of people talk uh, Charlie Coyle being the first line center. I could see that. I think anyone you put between... Marshawn and Bosternock is going to thrive in, in, in some capacity. But I also think Pavel Zaka has that skill set that would go great and could almost... I, I mean, I could also see it. Pavel Zaka maybe is your first-line center on the on the power play. He's on that first unit in some capacity. So um, what are you thinking between that, starting with that one or two, before we get to maybe yeah, some depth I don't think... in the rest of the lineup? <clears throat> I don't think the Bruins are going to have a clear one-two as far as, you know, whatever. They might look the same in the roster sheet every night, but I think when you look at ice time at the end of the night, it's going to be pretty similar. So I I don't think it matters too much. I think more than one-two, you're just thinking about what's the best combination that we can get out of those two guys. To me, I think you keep Zaka and Pasternak together, whether that's a technical second line and then you keep maybe Marshan up top with Coyle. Um, I think, you know, I, I would be a little surprised if they put Pasternak and Marshan together. I think they're going to spread those two guys out um, so they have an, a, an elite threat on both lines. Um, and to me, it makes sense to keep Zaka and Pasta together, um, in which case, I don't know if that's your first line then, and then Coyle and Marshan. Again, it really doesn't matter, I don't think, as far as who technically hits the ice first, but... Um, yeah, I think you can kind of flip it either way. Yeah, I think there's always the opportunity to switch it up, which, um, you know, we saw Monty do some. If, if Cassidy were there, I would say it would definitely be swapping up, which isn't a diss or anything, Mr. Stanley Cup winner. Congratulations, yeah. Butch. But um, I think, at least to start, I could see it being Marshawn and Pasternak on the wings, especially because... I always think you need to have at least two, I mean, stars, I suppose, you know, in a way, like like impact players that can change the course of a game and, and you know, lead you in scoring or whatnot. Um, also, there's an ad. I have the Bruins roster up on Hockey Reference, and it's just a video of David Krejci talking, so that's nice. That's a sad. Um, <laughs> I'm going to scroll down. Oh, no, it followed it. Okay, X out of it. You're making me cry, um, Krejci. I think, you know, you always have Bergeron and Marshawn together on that first line for a long time, and then you throw a guy like Jake DeBrusque on, right, who's not that superstar or so, but has that scoring ability and complementary abilities, good chemistry developed with them. Um, and then that's you could spread the wealth with Pasternak going down the second line and finding something that clicks there. I think they're going to find themselves in the situation where they need that scoring power on the first line. They need Marshawn and, and Pasternak connecting. Um, and, and and so I think, you know, it, it, it's weird when it comes to wingers too. 
James Van Riemsdyk. You got Milan Lucic. He's going to be down there on the fourth <laughs> line. You better I, find I, I'm, me. Yeah. I'm sorry, folks, but it's it's uh, it's an outdated playing style. But I mean, we could see. I would love if like coming back to Boston really like reinvigorated him, and he got pots like thirty. Yeah, I don't think he's pots thirty. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. to be pots ten. Yeah. I don't know. I think I feel like he will have a bit of a bump. Just I, I, I think he's going to be really motivated this year. And uh, again, I. If anybody's expecting the Milan Lucic that was last seen in a Bruins uniform, you're going to be sorely mistaken. Yeah. Um, I and my my baseline hope is that he's not a liability this year. My like ceiling is like I could be a little pleasantly surprised. I don't think he's going to break down any walls, but yeah. I I just hope I'm not going like oh shit, this wasn't worth it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The year. But um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I I will say like I think if the Bruins the Bruins I think. Probably pencil in as a team that's going to fight for a wild card spot this year around there. Maybe three division. I don't know. I mean, that's a pretty good Atlantic division still. Um, I've heard a lot of people say miss the playoffs. Which I, yeah, I, I, I get that's Look, I mean, obviously so much turmoil, right? Yeah. But I think they're good enough, especially defensively, and they've kept the goaltending situation yeah, together. Yeah, goaltending's huge. I think they're going to be good enough to compete for a playoff spot. I think if ultimately they do bow out, it's, it's going to be because they just don't have the depth at center. And right. They, you need it. You need, it's the most important position on the ice, yeah. uh, besides the goaltender, obviously. Um, I think and, Cup Cup would have to take something special. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. At the right time, which <laughs> Look, we yeah. saw well, with the Florida know. Panthers. Yeah. So, but know. I think yeah, they're. I think they're going to be back to the good old Bruins. You know, good enough to make the play. Maybe not this season. You know, they're going to be on the cusp. But in the future, the future is like decent. So it's. Especially if they start drafting well, uh, I do think they'll, they'll might maybe be the wild card because the Atlantic is always dangerous. It's one of the most dangerous, if not the like you know most unpredictable in a way. It's hard to predict who's going to make the playoffs. You could see five teams coming out of that division, you know, with yeah. the wild card spots at some points. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see. I think you know the Bruins surprised us last year. In a way, yeah, and maybe absolutely. they'll surprise I mean, us this year in some ways. Maybe finish a wild card yeah. spot last year. That's and set the record. So. The only problem is with that depth. You know, if the wrong guys get injured, that's they're that's out the for thirty for games. Me. I'm not terribly concerned. If about... you only have Marshy fifty games this season, or however many he played last season, but you know, missed the first part, McAvoy yeah. and stuff. If you have guys missing that amount of time, it's, it's the centers not... too. Again, it's like I think. Mm-hmm. You can get away with Quail Zaka one two, but if one of them gets hurt for a semi extended period of time, like what are you? I mean, <clears throat> maybe Morgan Geeky's gonna move up. Like I, you yeah. try to <clears throat> put Trent Frederick back at center, who? Which I not? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so. I mean, I I don't mind Trent Frederick honestly, but dude, him and Lucic as a pair. As I don't know. I am I excited I gonna... for like Lucic to do some fighting, to do some like hitting and stuff. Oh yeah, like, yeah. he'll be fun. Like, to watch, I am yeah. excited for that, but it's gonna be down the fourth line. He's gonna be a role player, and he's gonna, you know, yeah, he shouldn't be getting much. Ice. Have <laughs> some passion for the B on his chest, and like that's he's gonna be an energy. Player. He'll be a good culture guy. For and, sure. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. I think it's gonna be that way. He'll run over some goalies, and we'll have to like somehow <laughs> defend him. And, and, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, Hopefully, he uh, gets suspended doing some dumb shit. Yeah, have you heard of uh, Kachuk, Matthew Kachuk? Yeah, yeah, so he's a... 
Yeah, so I don't know. I think it's going to be... I think it's clearly a gap year for the Bruins. Just, again, look at... <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I'm just taking a year off. Well, I don't mean college. I mean, more or less, <laughs> from an organizational standpoint, you're trying to figure out what you got going forward. A lot of one-year deals, a lot of veteran guys. Figure out what your core pieces are this season and then, you know, try to make a bigger splash next offseason. Um, right. But, again, I do... I, I have them making the playoffs slimly, but I think they'll make it in. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you never know. Yeah. Also, can I just ask, who's your favorite for the cup? Uh, I don't even know. I don't have an answer, so I'm trying to think of one now, too. How much has Vegas lost, honestly? Because they were damn good. Yeah. Well, you know I what? Know. I, I if, you want, Italy, yeah. if you want projections for all of the teams represented by folks who know those teams well, Hockey Podcast Network has you covered. You can check them out on YouTube is where they just posted our episode. It was live stream, and then they're going to do some editing for Spotify and such. Those will come out for listening in September, I believe. But for now, you can watch them online that way or go to the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or some stuff. Um, And they're doing all the divisions. So, yeah, if you want that kind of content, honestly, check it out. It was great talking with those guys about the Atlantic and... um, yeah. Any, anything else? Go Bees. We're about to meet up with um, State of Hoppy, State of Hoppy yeah. from the Soda Pod. Those, uh, those out there who <laughs> might remember Woo! our crossover with Isha there, too, in the Minnesota Wild podcast at the network. And might be a, some content form of a picture. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Maybe a beer yeah, review. Just check, out, check it out on Twitter at Bruins and Bruins on all the socials and BruinsBruins.com, and we will see you. Later. Adios. 46. Cheers. Cheers. Upon this rock. Upon this rock, we'll build our church. We didn't even say that I the did. whole time. Oh, you yeah. did? When did you say it? Pretty Victoria. early. We're good. Oh, okay. Good. We're covered. We're good. Good. Right. There's the cold yeah. open. Woo! <laughs>